edition of Tales from the East End, episode number 17. Now we have Finn Harps to talk about the European draw, draw it on Friday, and we have questions from the East End with our centre-back parent in the game in Donegal, Dave Webster and Dan Devine. Now as usual, it's me, Gary Parsons, and the prof, Carl Royley, is alongside me. Howdy. The aftermath of our summer special with Jason Maloney, um, I reckon we could do that once a month, invite a fan down, get pissed, record the show, call it monthly madness maybe. That sounds like a plan. Um, it's uh, nearly two hours long though. We were genuinely worried no one would listen. And we actually got quite a few listens. We were very happy with our, our listeners that week. So um, it's definitely going to be a goer. We're going to think about it and add it to the show. I had some job editing that show. I'd say you. so. I think you reached uh, peak drunkness during the stats. <laughs> yeah, because, was, uh, the point was pulled off me. Yeah, at one stage you tried to read a stat three times and failed. <laughs> and then Jason just <laughs> took your point of Guinness away. And that was, was that before or after he nearly choked the, on the head of Guinness? Oh, that part was edited out now. But yeah, he went for a Guinness in the fridge and he was afraid Johnny Blue would come after him. But he went for it anyway. Uh, um, I wasn't on the bus to, to Harps. I was abroad, but um, I heard it was it was quite a sectarian atmosphere on the bus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> there was a, a lot of hatred for Roman Catholics. <laughs> yeah, if you thought Jason Maloney was merry in our podcast, you should have seen him on this bus because he was a lunatic. An eight-hour bus journey of Jason Maloney singing... We hate Roman Catholics. <laughs> or I should say Catholics with two Fs. Uh, I'd say it was a crack. I'm, I'm disgusted I missed it, to be honest. Yeah, literally eight hours. He, he doze off sometimes. And then suddenly he just wake up and start muttering it again. Like, <laughs> Roman Catholics. And he, uh, yeah, he ran straight to the pub after the game. And we had to send a search party to retrieve him. And then on the way back, the shirt even came off. Ah, there you go. Yeah. C- classic stuff. Yeah, Madi- classic. Medina style. Yeah, Maloney wasn't impressed at all by uh, how long our piss stops were taking. Taking too much time over our journey. But we'll give him credit for that handy shortcut he sent us now. And uh, thankfully the crazy Scottish driver listened to his advice. Oh, he was back. Yeah, oh, he was back, yeah. The horn driver was back. The horn is back. Yeah. We yeah, will keep him, he's good. That's us away with motor. So we won one there, we beat Harps. Header from Mikey O'Connor. Great to see him getting the score sheet. And a uh, really, really good team goal, to be honest. And a great bit of work by Brando on the left. From what I saw, I only saw the highlights. But uh, smashing a bit of work by him out on the left. Really good team goal. Yeah, great header. Madden whipped in the cross. Beautiful place uh, header. And I almost got my prediction bang on, didn't I? I said 2-0 with Mikey in the score sheet. So, close enough. Mikey, is. Uh, it's about time we're seeing him. Because I, th- I really think he has something about him. He's... Um, He's got a lot. Like, and do you know what? I only spoke to him at the, I think it was the under twelves final in um, Wayside, and I said to him, "We actually don't know what you're like as a player. We've seen you sixty minutes here, thirty minutes here, and you're between him getting sent off and just not playing. We actually can't really rate him as a player. But um, I, I, when I have seen him, I do like 
the look of him and I think he's going to be a player for us. Yeah, funky celebration too. What was the funky celebration? Just sort of jumped up and did that with his hand. You, <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing here, but it's a thing with a hand. Um, Graham Burke apologised before the game as well. So, uh, there were so many suspensions on both sides. I'm not sure who worded the apology, but it was the right move. It was fair play to him. I mean, he must he must have heard about the outrage and how angry people were. So, it was it was definitely the right move on his part. So, fair yeah. play to him. All is forgiven, Borky. Yeah, the battle of depleted squads. I saw it described as Harbs had both their right backs suspended. They oh, had so Boyle was out, was he? Yeah, I was actually t- I was on to Lukey um, before the game, and I was telling him that guy's all pace, so you'll know how to deal with him. Don't worry about him. So no surprise, we had a lot of joy on the left side. Yeah, yeah. They had four out. We had four out, including Trevor Clark. Decimation, isn't it? So uh, took away a bit of our pace there. I was stunned that Dan Devine started ahead of Sam Bone. Maybe he showed a bit in training. I mean, let's be honest, right? Dan, Dan was good at the start of the season. He he looked very lucky. He was making tackles that I, I it was a crazy crazy amount of really good tackles and interceptions. And his general reading of the play at the start of the season was was fantastic. But it just went downhill from there, and he turned into a, a lunatic on the pitch and trying to close line people and give them German suplexes and everything. So it's it is his form dropped, but. He's in the team now, and did he play well? Did he have a good game up in Harps? He didn't put a foot wrong, I didn't notice anyway. In Harps, so pretty solid performance, but I, I would be pretty worried against you know stronger opposition. Yeah, maybe he thought that a little bit more experience might help up in, up in Finn Harps, you know, on away game, and he didn't want to put Bone in, but... Um, yeah, Bone did come on, and he played a few nice passes, but in midfield, of course, not, not defence. Uh, was there any more chances? Uh, Devine, the man himself, he had a good chance with a header... Uh, at the start of the second half don't know how you put it over and uh, Mielay or maybe he came at him kind of fast but uh, Mielay was clean through on goal you had to put your house on him and he just overran the ball and it kind of the play, best played into the have, keeper yeah. yeah that really should have been 2-0 other than that not much happened it was as if we weren't too bothered about killing the game off uh, Talmer had virtually nothing to do there was one scramble in our box Nuke had to make a block, but I mean, any shots in target were just handy for Tomer. So, uh, Paddy McCart showed a few deft touches. He always does, doesn't he? Yeah. Like I up, said, worth the admission price alone. Up until the hour mark, then he just sort of he was irrelevant in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sixty minutes and done. Yeah, Pascal Millian made his debut. He's just been a while, hasn't it? Was he waiting on clearance? Was he? He was waiting for international clearance. Took ages. But he came on, and uh, BJ Banda. The man with the greatest name in the League of Ireland. Yeah. He made a cameo as well. I think that was after his leaving series, was it? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, a win and a clean G in what was, you know, a tricky fixture. No red Definitely, yeah, yeah. Definitely a tricky fixture, I agree with you. No red cards. No red cards, really. Sad that we have to sort of announce that, but it's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy. Uh, what else have we got? Um, we have Braby Derry 3-2, so that meant we move up to fourth place. Last minute goal by Tim. I think it was last minute. It was late on. Tim, the battle Clancy. Um, I met a Derry fan while I was away, actually, and he said he, he doesn't mind Rovers fans, and he always laughs at the, what's it like to have a Queen chant. <laughs> and he was, um, no, it was, all, it was all good crack and a bit of banter or whatever, but there was no, uh, there was no hard feelings between the two. It was like, I was t- I was telling them uh, about no DCFC DUP and that and he thought it was hilarious. So it was he he was slagging us about being homeless. It was a bit of crack. Two of us are pissed most of the time, you know. 
So Derry moved down to fifth, and Pats are back at the bottom again after losing three one at home to Bows. Yeah, I know that they're really going down there. And like like we said last week, imagine we'd have taken points off them. Imagine imagine they hadn't got the points against us. They'd be really adrift. They'd be they'd be floating, or as Maloney said, uh, they'd be Tom Cruise. <laughs> you actually meant to say Tom Hanks there. Did he? Tom, yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be four points adrift if we hadn't given them six points. They'd be really, really floating though. Um, but yeah, hopefully Harps stay up. You know, unify and defy, etc. Yeah, no, I like Harps. Good club. Ali Harbour's a bit of crack as well, isn't he? Yeah. And their stadium, remember I discussed it last week with Bartley Ramsey? Yeah. They hope to get the go-ahead in September. For a refurbishment? Mm, for the new well, stadium. Hopefully. I mean, the Brandywell got it. I think courtesy of the Queen's coin, didn't they? No, it's not refurbishment. It's a new stadium. Oh, brand new stadium? Yeah. And uh, I saw your League of Ireland cartoon on the morning of the game. Yeah. Hashtag LOI cartoon. Yeah, a uh, couple of Harps references in there. Excellent stuff as usual. The Twin Peaks reference and what goes on in Butterman's head was the best for me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Kevin McHugh was in the cartoon. And funny enough, he was standing near me for the second half. So I was, I was thinking of showing it to him. Missing a digit, was he? He lost a finger, didn't he? I actually had a design so that his hand wouldn't be in the picture so that no one could say to me oh where's his finger yeah yeah so I deliberately did that but uh, the lack of accommodation probably hurt the numbers travelling we mentioned before the Donegal rally being on and uh, it was completely booked out when I was chatting to lads and work beforehand yeah. so it must be all the free promotion we're given the Gary Twig supporters club bus because we had Jason Maloney on it who I've never seen on this bus before yeah we had Jason McLean and his son yeah who's scarred for life now as he said <laughs> But uh, you, you can't wait to come back. And uh, there was another guy, uh, Stephen Vaughan, who's not a Rawers fan, just more of a League of Ireland fan, and he's writing a book about uh, League of Ireland fan experiences. So he wanted to uh, get on this bus and get a feel for it. And uh, he kept me company in your absence, Gare. So I enjoyed the chat with Stephen. And uh, has um, I'm sure he has a good couple of scoops for his book now, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. He, <laughs> that's something that interests me too. Guys like Stephen and... Noel Delahunty as well, he got in touch to say that he's not a Rawers fan, but he really likes the show. Which I think is cool. cool. I like that, yeah. I think what Stephen liked was uh, your line in the Bowles show about orcs leaving Mordor. <laughs> he said Describes them well, doesn't it? Yeah, he said when he heard that, he was like, yeah, I think I'll keep listening to this show. So. Uh, what else we got? We have the Europa League draw, which was made on Monday. Uh, we could have got St. Johnson, Olympia Ljubljana, Dynamo Minsk or Crusaders. Or uh, I could I could pronounce it like Tomer Olympia Ljubljana, <laughs> or Brando, <laughs> or Brando. Yeah, uh, they were all in our group on the morning of the draw, but we got Snyarnan. Am I pronouncing this right, girl? Saint is it Saint Yarnan or Snyarnan? I guess Snyarnan. A voice, and we're away for us June 29th, and we are home on July 6th. So, what do we know about Snyarnan? Uh, they were promoted to the top play for the first time in 2008, won the league in 2014 and runners-up last year. Uh, they knocked Motherwell and Lech Poznan out of the Europa League a few years ago, losing to Inter Milan 9-0 after that on aggregate. So their stadium held only 1,000 people when Celtic played there in the Champions League two years ago. I didn't know that. Celtic played them. Yeah. Uh, They've seven internationals, at least anyway. A couple of caps each. No one, no one really dominating with the caps. No more than five, I think. Uh, they lost 2-0 to the team at the bottom of the league on Monday night so they're having a blip this month 
eight games in, so you can't really read too much into it. Um, I mean, if you look at our form, they probably think that you could take us as well, you know? Yeah, there'd be fans in this game yeah. themselves. Uh, they're the most vocal fans in the country, according to a Scottish commentator who was there recently, so we'll see how they deal with two or three hundred hoops making a racket. Yeah, they've got three paragraphs of history on their Wikipedia page, and one of them is about their goal celebrations, which yeah. you can watch on YouTube, and uh, the fishing is my personal favourite. Yeah, the fishing's pretty cool. I think they did a bowling one as well, didn't they? Yeah. As for uh, other League of Ireland games with Icelandic teams, uh, Dundalk beat FH and away it goes last season. Cork lost to KR Reykjavik the year before that, even though Cork actually had a man advantage for some yeah, of that game. Yeah, I remember game. that, actually. Yeah. And who can forget balls humiliated by the hammer of Thor yeah. in 2012? <laughs> Pico well, and Luki were involved in that. Yeah, I prefer their uh, humiliation of, boy, I think it was Red Bull... Salzburg was it yeah on the last minute the last minute Mark Rossiter I think it was he slipped oh he was tired yeah it's great stuff Um, I'm going to move on now to the club charter great stuff as usual great work by the the upper echelons it's 400 euro for flights directly now people might say it's expensive but you're on the charter you're with the the fans with the club with the team and I mean that includes transfers as well and the coach so Mm mhm it's an expensive country anyway, so you're, you're gonna you have to remember that. And the well air prices from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. went up a few hundred euro. This is a brand new air, airline, isn't it? Well air. Apparently they're worse than Ryanair, from what I've heard. So, I mean, it'll get you there either way. People don't care mm. really. That once they get there, it's that's it's um, it doesn't matter once you're there. You get there in a boat if you wanted. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we've played Icelandic opposition once before in Europe, and that was Fram Reykjavik in the 1982 UEFA Cup. And that yeah, was our, what was yeah. that result? That was our biggest ever win, four nil, three nil in the away leg, and so that's their biggest aggregate win, seven nil, three nil in the away leg. Now there's one we want to hear about. Yeah. Anyone who was at that away leg in Iceland in 1982, get onto our Facebook page and, and post up a story or whatever you can tell us about it. Yeah, 1982, back when beer was illegal in Iceland. Beer was illegal in Iceland. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I've been doing my research. That's crazy. I love how within minutes of the draw being made, someone will have posted the price of a pint in whatever city it is. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's almost guaranteed, like within minutes. It's expensive over here, 10 of a pint apparently. Yeah, some hoops have downloaded an app called Appy Hour for Appy. Reykjavik. <laughs> That's Appy without a H. And uh, Gary, do you want to visit the Penis Museum the pe- in Reykjavik? <laughs> is, this, is this serious? Oh yeah, it's a real place. I think I'll give it a miss. No, I heard the prices are, are really high. They'll probably shaft us. <laughs> uh, no, definitely don't want to go there. <laughs> what else have we got on these? Um, in the Champions League, Dundalk at Rosenborg, which is a tough draw, and they have Lord Bentner to deal with. So mm-hmm. that's that's Dundalk on. They won't they won't get anywhere past Rosenborg. It's, it's too tough a draw. And if Linfield beat a San Marino team, the champs. They're scheduled to play Celtic in Belfast on July 12th. So, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, it has to be changed. But uh, what a fixture! What a what a what a show! That's got, that's going to be carnage. We all know it. If ever a game is getting moved to Tranmere, it's that one. Buses already organised uh, from Dublin, apparently. So, I wonder what Maloney will do. I wonder what Maloney will sing when he goes to that game now. Yeah, he's going to be torn. Yeah. Which end will he sit in? <laughs> yeah, watch watch Linfield lose to that San Marino team though. 
and then the tie never happens. It's just set up for it. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? You know, I fancy the odds. I'll take a look at that San Marino team. I think the the postman's a decent striker. We have uh, Rangers in their fourth season in Europe. Um, <laughs> fourth season in Europe. <laughs> Exciting times for them. And they got our old pals Progress Niederkorn from Luxembourg. Which you'll hear Webby try and spell later on. Yeah, good old Webby. Uh, Cork got Lavadia talent but was moved out of talent to the city of Pernu. Derry got the toughest draw of all, FC Midland of Denmark. And um, and poor Pats fans, first time in six years they had to see all the news about a European draw and have absolutely no involvement. And they are rock bottom of the table, bottom of the barrel, right down there. I mean, let's stick the foot in while we can. Let's get the sad violin back yeah. in here. <laughs> Uh, we've no news on the Sligo game on Saturday the July 1st as yet so where we're recording there's no change of fixtures uh, it will be moved so possibly could, the could Sunday, Sunday or, or just yeah. completely moved to a different date we don't See know what happens yeah uh, if we get through we'll play Milad Boleslav of Czech Republic so um, roll on Prague that's what I say I've been to Prague a few times and it's a great city so definitely something to look forward to if we beat the Icelandic team Uh Drawn a home force as well, so if we get through the home fixture, will be forced. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Clark was nominated for Player of the Month this month. Uh, well deserved as well. Thought he should have nipped it, but um, Ryan Delaney of Cork City got it. Yeah, Barnsley rumored to be interested in Clark now as well. Yeah, I mean we're not gonna hold on to him for much longer, are we? I think yeah. he should win Gold of the Month too. Have you seen the the contenders? Soccer Republic, a lot of crackers in there. Superb. But amount of goals really yeah. really good quality high quality goals as great as McElhaney's goal was and you know how much I love lobs that was that was that was stunning that was honest. exquisite the way he just stroked it was stroked home wasn't yeah. it yeah the defending leading up to it though what, what was going he on he should have been put in the stand I mean you don't about seven players just fell over for no reason it was embarrassing wasn't it but I mean I, we're not even talking about Bork's goal as well what a volley absolute cracker you know I know yeah Crazy amount of good goals. So uh, not even in the top two goals a season from us. Yeah, and we've had some crackers. This is the, this is the best year for crackers anyway. Uh, what else have we got? We have uh, Gavin Gunn is training with us. I remember a lot about this guy. I remember he was really touted as the next big thing. Yeah, we're and uh, he's twenty six. Irish defender started his career at Blackburn, and we made a tentative inquiry about Sean Dillon, former teammate with Dundee United. Apparently, very good friends with Gertz. Gunning has had five clubs in three years. And uh, reading his Wikipedia Wikipedia page, he sounds like a bit of a head case. We have enough of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the idea that he's being signed to allow Lopez to push back up in the midfield because we've got more than enough there with Conley and McAllister. Yeah, I mean why disrupt the little partnership that we have going on? It's kinda it's kinda bearing fruit at the moment. I like I like Webster and um, and Lopez. It's a good little partnership. But we do need some cover, so it depends on. We wouldn't know what way he's going to work it, and who's going to take it in midfield, and more selection headaches. But uh, well, signing an experienced centre half that does make sense. Yeah, Dylan seemed like the the perfect fit, you know, like the the, the Murray type player. But like I said, he is quite yeah. old. I'm not sure what the, what the legs are like, but uh, very well thought of at Dundee. That crowd from Fisbury are looking for fans to pay for their playing budget now. Uh, they're also selling Girl Scout cookies door to door, along with their crusty resident poet doing readings along the Liffey to raise funds for his craft beer project to keep himself fully stocked in beard oil and wooden bicycles. Really crusty poets, what? <laughs> uh, we have Terry Palmer as the new manager of Malahide United. That's an interesting one, considering we do have an interest in Leinster Senior League. 
Yeah, great farmer hoop. Palmer. Super facilities out there if you've ever been there. Really, really good setup. Uh, fantastic interview with Pat Scully on the 42, 42.e it's a long read but it's really worth checking out he's some character and you can see he, he had a really good career football wise made a cap made an appearance for Ireland um, you can see where he got his, his, uh, some influence from the managers that managed him yeah very insightful you can see which managers he got on with which ones he fell out with same for owners uh, yeah, no, brilliant interview. Yeah, one of the best def- I've read in ages. Definitely check that one out, lads. And sadly, he says he's not coming back to football. Yeah, oh, I, I reckon his head could be torn. I mean, he's manager of IT Talla at the moment, doing the college thing. So maybe it's maybe that's he doesn't he doesn't like the politics. That he does mention that hates the politics of football and the dishonesty. This and the dishonesty. So he's I think he might be too straight and narrow for for uh, professional football. You know. Our underage teams are back in action this weekend. We have the under-19s playing Cove Ramblers at 2 o'clock on Saturday and the under-17s playing Galway at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And both of them are in Tallis Stadium, so get on down. You can see some of our, I wouldn't even call them fringe players, I'd call them our young starlets on the edge of the first team. You'd have like Doing It and Sam Bone, who's still eligible, and Dobbs, some really, really good players there. Shane Hanny, they're all eligible to play in the 19s. And uh, we have questions from the East End coming up now with Webby and Devine. Now we're back here at Kickstart Fitness. We have Dan Devine and Davey Webster. I'm going to start with you, Dan. Uh, it's questions from the East, Dan. So, who has more red cards in their playing career, Vinnie Jones or Patrick Vieira? Actually, Vinnie Jones, is it? No, it's not. It's, yeah. uh, it's Vieira with eight, Vinnie oh, Jones with six. Trick no yeah. Now, what is the capital of Indonesia? <laughs> I thought you might know this one. What, you hope the guy ain't for us, is it? I thought you might know this Indonesia. Nice. No, no idea. It's Jakarta. Name three Tom Hardy movies. Uh, Batman. Yeah, that's one. Uh, oh, what's that gangster film called? He's like the, the Craig Twins. Oh. Let's see. I don't know what it's called. I'll give you that one. Go on, I'll give yeah, you that yeah, one. Yeah, right. um, Legend. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Remake of a famous film from years ago. In the desert. No. I'll give you half a point. Right? You got two. Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max the yeah. Revenant. Inception. Mad Max no. How many clean sheets have Rovers got this season? Minus three. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get a clean sheet for a while at the start, didn't we? No. Then, then we had a run of a few. Right, I'm going to just go back from here. Finn Harps, Bowes, Is it time limit, Golly. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. One's going to have a guess at that, Luke. Six? Five. Oh! <laughs> Now this n- no one has gotten this one yet. Name all four members of the Beatles. Oh, just past that. No one that. John Paul Ringo George. Translate these words into Irish business studies. Star joking out. I knew you know that one. <laughs> and uh, name the top three teams in order in the Leinster Senior League this year. In order, Mark is winner. Yeah. 
blev bare kæmpe sig igen nu. Ja, blev bare kæmpe sig igen nu. Jeg kæmpe tog det. Giv det. And who scored the famous equalising volley for Mala 35 yards for Rovers versus Partizan Belgrade in 2011? Rovers went on to win the game 2-1 and qualify for the Europa League group stages. Screamer. Gary McCabe corner. Didn't see McDonald's scored a second one, didn't he? Yeah, no, the penalty. The penalty. He's a rifle, I'll give you that one as well. Tell a lad. Temper on him. Oh, well, faster. Pat Sullivan. Oh, Spell the word geezer as in the hot springs found in Iceland. G-E-I-G-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-
Uh, what part of the body can you find the cornea? Yeah, eye. Yeah. Nice. I don't say that. What year did Eric score the winner versus Liverpool in the FA Cup final? Oh, 97. 96. No! Oh, oh, I should have thought about that. And uh, which US state was Jack Daniels founded? That's, that's easy. It's too easy. That's on the bottle league. Yeah, but is it? It has to be that. Too easy. Tennessee is in the state. Yeah. It's yeah. state, though, is it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was yeah, a deal. Yeah. I thought Tennessee was in Texas. Wait, so you one, two, three. That's a decent score. Four, five, six. Hold on. Should have been more. Should have got that counter now. Yeah, that's 60, 70%. That's not bad. Who got the highest? Six, six, that's not bad. Uh, Lukey's still winning with nine. I didn't know the Irish for donkey was down the point. <laughs> I think you were hoping he would say that. Yeah, the I was praying. You know what? I kind of put that in. I think and Webb says a bit of a joker. He'll say something. You were setting up. Yeah, didn't know Indonesia. I didn't either, to be fair. No, I, I, do you know what? I think I, I might have been a little bit harsh on Dan because... Um, I, I knew he spent some time in Thailand and I just thought Thailand was... The capital of Thailand was too easy. And yeah. I said, you know, I'll just throw in Indonesia. So my my fault, but um, it was a it was a little bit hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't too too hard. I mean, Webby did well. Yeah, they had good crack with anyway. Yeah, and they got in a little bit early, so I knew. I, th- I think they they did that on purpose. They they knew the lads were going to be a little bit later than them, so they didn't want to get the they didn't want to mm. get the piss taken out of them. But uh, no, good lads, T- two good lads, and uh, they seem to be really enjoying the time at Rovers, you know. Next up, we have the best stats in the Milky Way. Jesus. Now, here we have the stats. And uh, in the last nine league games, Rovers have scored 13 goals, all but one of them in the first half. Rovers have won three consecutive games at Bally Buffet for the first time ever. We spoke about that in the last show, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Mikey O'Connor scored his second goal for the club, and it was his first start since Dundalk on the opening day. Like, we touched on that before. We haven't seen the guy. Four starts since Dundalk. Yeah, two stars, two goals. Delighted to see him on the score sheet. Delighted to see him play. Aaron Bulger was on the bench for the second time in the league this season. His only appearance so far was in the Lancer Senior Cup. I think we might be wrapping him in Cotton Wall now. It's uh, I hope I hope we see a bit more more of him. He's supposed to be a really good player. Uh, on Friday, Shamrock Rovers and Sligo, who are away to Bowls, uh, are aiming to go more than three league games unbeaten for the first time this season. Drada are the only other Premier Division club that haven't done it. Drada are without a win in eight games, failing to score in each of their last six. So they haven't scored in six games. It's mm-hmm. a long time. And they have scored the fewest goals and conceded the most in the league. So uh, they're rubbish at the moment. Let's have home jinx on us. But um, former overstroker guard McCaffrey, Draw had his second highest score in the league with two goals. He left the club last month. Yeah, Adam Wickstead is their top scorer with three. Rovers are looking for back-to-back clean sheets for the first time since last September. Uh, last September? So mm. we haven't had back-to-back clean sheets in September? Well, mm, nope. Drada have more clean sheets, six, than Rovers. That says a lot, doesn't it? I kid you not. Yeah. Uh, the Hoops have yet to beat a newly promoted team this year, losing 2-1 away to Drada and drawing 1-1 with Limerick in April. Their 200th game at Tallah Stadium. Rovers are unbeaten in nine home games in all competitions, winning seven. Drogheda have lost six of their nine league away games, five of them to top half clubs, conceding 19 goals. So the goals, it's raining goals in uh, Drogheda. And they're not scoring them. 
After Dave Webster missed the Harps game because of suspension, only Simon Madden and Ronan Finn, one sub-appearance, have played in every league game for Rovers this season. And goalkeeper Steve McGuinness is drawed as only ever present. So uh, we'll be looking to put a few goals past him on Friday night. Rovers and Drada have 11 red cards between them in the league this season. So the two bad boys of the league. Drada have lost 5-0 to Cork and 6-0 to Dundalk, either side of three scoreless draws. And there hasn't been a scoreless draw in this fixture since 2008. So 33 games ago was the last time we had a scoreless draw. Did you see the video of Mark Kinsella from the Dundalk game? Kinsella is the assistant manager of Drada now. And uh, just as he sat down, a steward at United Park decided to ruffle his hair and Kinsella just shot him back a death stare yeah in so the they must have been how, how many were they down at that time uh, I don't know probably not the best time to do it no give him an old rub like a dog Drada are looking to beat Rovers twice in one season for the first time since 2007 their league winning season I think was it yeah with Robbo and Garland and Bradley and all the rest all of our backroom staff yeah. um, and they want to record successive wins over the hoops for the first time since 2005 Pete Mann is the oldest manager in the division at a sprightly 69 while Stephen Bradley is the youngest and uh, not even half his age 32 so Bradley's played one season under Martin with St. Pat's in 2011 uh, Mann's first game in charge of Drotter was when they were relegated on the final day of the 2015 season at Tala a 5-3 win on the night was the last time a hoops player scored a hat trick. Danny North, who's now playing in Division Seventeen in England, for getting paid in points and scampy fries. Uh, the last time Rose were losing at half time and won the game, and the last time they scored five goals in a league match. So it's a nice start. Like that one. It was the first time since the five-three victory away to Sligo in December '99 that the Hoops conceded three goals and still won the game. And their highest scoring league game since the 5 3 defeat to Pats at Tolka Park in November 2003. A lot of records broken that game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of records there. The only other Rovers match with eight goals in it since then was against Drogheda at Tala 7 1 in the 2013 Satanta Cup final. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's the last 14 seasons. There have only been two Rovers games with eight goals in it. And they were both at home to Drogheda in Tala. Oh. Bring on the other eight goals. Make it a hat-trick. Uh, Rovers have never won a league game by three clear goals under Stephen Bradley, winning 5-0 in Athlone in last year's FAI Cup. So now we're going to move on to starting 11s and predictions. Now, uh, considering I wasn't at the last game, I can only go from what I've heard, so... I think we uh, I think we have a we have a flush starting eleven now. I think we're we're looking at a solid starting eleven. So I'm gonna go with Tomer. The back four speaks for itself. Uh Lukey Bourne, Madden, Webby and Pigo. Um It depends on what you think. I think we still have McAllister out and Borko suspended. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm gonna have Trevor Brando on the wings. The usual switching and swapping, making it tough for the fullbacks. Uh Conley and Finn. And I have to go for Sean Mikey up front. Mikey scored. Got the winner against Finn Harps. Shaw's still having a really good season. I mean, that's that's a solid team right there. Four four two and a four 0 win. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna beat these easily. We're due a nice a nice win in Tala, and I think we're gonna really beat them easily because they're they're shocking. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think this team picks itself. Webster and Clark back in for divine and meaning, and Connor keeps his place after his goal. So yeah, same team as you. And I'll say three 0 Three 0 Good stuff. We're confident here. 
Uh, we haven't heard anything about an 1899 suite yet. I'd say it's hard to come up with a former Rovers and Jota player since we employ most of them. Um, Keith Faggy could have worked, could he? Yeah. Not or, exactly a hoops legend, but he could have, he could have sat and chatted, you know, could have been something de- something decent to talk about. Or Robbie Horgan, who we had on the show a while R- back. Robbie Horgan, yeah, there you go. But nothing, um, maybe, maybe it won't be organised because, I mean, you have Europe... They're focusing on the charter. I think they probably give it a miss because it's it's quite a busy week, isn't it? And to organise an eighteen ninety nine suite on top of things as well might be a bit too much. It's just sorry you're up first. And uh, although having said that, Graham Garland, our academy coach and community officer, has just been appointed assistant manager at Dundee. So congratulations to him and a big thank you for all the work he's done. Apparently, from what we've heard, well, we can only judge by what we've seen online and. And uh, and press release and things like that. But from insider sources, he was he, he was a really really good asset to the club. So uh, thanks to Graham for everything he's done for the club. And he played for Dundee as a schoolboy, and he was at St Johnston for four seasons before he joined Rovers in 2012. So um, good luck to uh, Graham. Yeah, Garton will be a big loss. I think, as you say, he's done some excellent work in the community here. So and he's a taller lad as well, so you would know the place, you know. Big shoes to fill there, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. gonna have to look out and see see who'll fill those boots. Maybe Twiggy could replace him. He's a free agent now, after all. Yeah, we get Twiggy down. He'd love that, wouldn't he? Give him a part time contract. Throw him in against balls. We should play against Celtic, I think at least. Yeah. Why not? What do <laughs> yeah. to lose? Yeah, I mean, what what does he have to lose? He could come in as a trialist, you know. Yeah. The famous ah trialist. Yeah. Ah trialist. Uh, young Hoops fan Chloe Pedreschi a massive Rover fan and the niece of Jacko McDonough is suffering from a plastic anemia and she was due to get a transplant from her younger brother Ian on Monday so several Rovers players visit her at St James's Hospital beforehand including her favourite player Rona Fay good choice Chloe and they presented her with a signed jersey with a name on the back so it was a great gesture from the club and hopefully uh, lifted her spirits yeah it was classy yeah, really nice gesture so uh, like you said we're, we're more than just a football club here it's a, it's a big family that's the way we run it at Rovers uh, we're getting additional seating for the Celtic game so more tickets on sale on Wednesday morning or you could buy the Festival of Football package which is a great idea and it's four games for €60 Euro, so you're looking at Celtic Burnley Drogheda and what else and the home European and the home game, European game. I'd, I'd be all over that all over it uh, we also have the Bob Fuller Memorial Cup five is back this year on Saturday, July 15th. Now, I, I've been trying to win this thing for years. I think we got to the semis and um, we, we've never had luck. So, uh, to, we've entered a team this year. 16 teams cost €80 Euro per team and a max score of 8 allowed. So, it's the day of the Limerick away game, but there's still time to travel and you can play as well. So, get in touch with Ed Saul and Tales from the East End have officially entered a team. So, uh, you can just give us the trophy now, Ed. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take it at Drada. You can bring it up and Drada. We'll, we'll sort that out. Um, also, a big, big, big news for Tales from the East End. We officially have our badges and we're going to be selling them for €5 Euro each and we will be at the wall so if you're walking towards the east end it's the scoreboard is on your left hand side the shop is on your right we will be straight ahead at the wall where the east end is and we'll have a little table there and we're selling our badges for a fiver each and this is going towards equipment and upgrading of equipment and maybe more merchandise for uh tales from the east end so fees for soundcloud and things like that so we're uh that's where we'll be at before the game and halftime yeah, only a hundred made, so 
Yeah, coming quick. Get them hotcakes. Uh, also, Jason McLean will be selling Gary Twig and Pat Bourne badges. Ten euro for the set, the legends set, and he'll be under the scoreboard at halftime. So it will be a, a badge bonanza. Yeah. Badge wars. Anything else? <laughs> no, that'll do. We got a new competition as well. We put it on Facebook at the weekend. We want you to send in your favourite European memories, X-rated or not, it doesn't matter. And we read them out in the show. And whoever posts the best personal story, something like the Bowls when we did. Uh, from a European trip, we'll win a match ticket to the home toy against Stjernan in two weeks' time. So get your stories into us, and uh, we'll post a little bit more about that as the time comes, and we'll ask for your stories. So um, that's that. And the next two shows will be on Wednesdays due to our Europa League games. So uh, once again, we will post more about that. So that's it for this week's show. Uh, keep on hooping, and remember, Ruffle Mark cancels hair at your peril. Well, there ain't no other woman that makes me feel this way. But when she comes and pokes, well, I just ain't got a word to say. Please don't touch, I shake so much. Please don't touch, I shake so much.